Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Let's go places. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. And we return to Our American Stories. And up next, a story that's one of a kind. In the early 1950s through 70s, a son of penniless Czech immigrants somehow managed to amass an arsenal of military aircraft, albeit unflyable, in his own backyard. His name was Walter Saplata. Here to tell his story is Wally Saplata, Walter's son, and the author of The B-25 in the Backyard. Here's our own Monty Montgomery with a story. Our story begins in the home state of the Wright Brothers, Ohio. Here's Wally Saplata on the eccentric airplane collector that was his father. Even as a young boy, I realized my father was different. As a result, the way we lived was different. But though we had airplanes parked near our house... It wasn't anything I paid much attention to in my early years. The planes didn't fly or do anything. Days, months, sometimes years would go by, the planes doing nothing, sitting in the same spot. For many reasons, this is an improbable story that never would have happened in the hands of any other person 
than the gifted eccentric who was my father. The Great Depression financially devastated his family when my father was six years old. And things only got worse when dad's abusive and alcoholic father abandoned him and his family when he was eight years old. Later, to help support a struggling family, dad was forced to go to work at an early age and thus was unable to attend high school. Despite such harsh and difficult times, there was one interest that fascinated my father and brought him great happiness as a young man, airplanes. It's been said that model airplanes that kids like my father made back then were the equivalent to what video games became to more recent generations of children. Adding to his fascination with airplanes, the major events that occurred during his childhood, such as Charles Lindbergh being the first to fly across the Atlantic, made front page headlines exciting people of all nations. Unfortunately, a house fire was yet another hardship for my father to endure. Not only did my father and his family lose their home, but almost all of the model airplanes he spent countless hours building were lost in the fire. And his devotion to aircraft and their history was unshaken by the loss. He would soon turn to a collection of real airplanes that would become his lifelong passion. There's various versions of this joke about airplanes. What is it that makes airplanes fly? Is it the lift of the wings, or the power of the engine, or the skill of the pilot? And the answer to the joke is no, it's none of those things. What makes airplanes fly is money. Sometimes a lot of money. Going back to the beginning of World War II, one thing you did not need money for was to join the Army Air Corps and become a pilot. But serving the military wasn't meant to be for him. Dad had a serious speech problem with a stutter. The draft board informed my father he was completely unqualified to serve in the U.S. military. That put a big monkey on Dad's back, especially with his older brother George serving in the Army and coming home from the Philippines as a war hero. Still, Dad did what he could and worked in a Cleveland factory making aircraft fuel pumps during the war. When the war ended, he, like so many working to build aircraft and aircraft components, suddenly found themselves without a job. So it was after the war that he got into the scrap metal business, working to recycle the large aircraft engines coming out of their crates. He was occasionally able to purchase an engine now and then, and eventually his first few aircraft. He started with an American Eagle biplane. The next he got an airplane that's a single engine trainer called the Valti BT-15 trainer. It's a propeller plane with one engine. In 1951, he purchased his first Navy Corsair, a fighter plane flown by the Navy, operated off aircraft carriers in World War II. Dad paid $100 for his first Corsair. He paid $500 for the second one and $200 for the third. So for a total price of $800, he had three Corsairs. Flyable Corsair today, you can look at spending somewhere around $2.5 million, uh, plus or minus, but you know, certainly not the kind of numbers we're talking. Dad eventually got hired for a construction career as a union carpenter, which for him was a big break. And with a little extra money in his wallet, he set his sights on bigger aircraft. But a big frustration with Dad was that he was always out of money. He had five kids and uh, you know, Dad was often unemployed during the winter months. Over many, many years, if you could find a day when he had more than $50 in his wallet or $1,000 in the bank, those were some really good days. If there was one thing the Great Depression taught him, it was the value of being self-sufficient 
and being able to improvise with the things you do have when you can't afford what you don't have. The best example of Dad's self-sufficient aptitude involves his need for a crane to assemble the aircraft after towing them home. He could not afford a crane, so instead he used a variety of items from some junked trucks and junked airplanes to build his own boom truck lift that we all refer to affectionately as the boom tractor without spending 50 bucks if even that. And always thinking of controlling cost, Dad never kept a battery in it. Instead, we mooched off the family Suburban and borrowed its battery on the days we used the tractor. Yet more penny-pinching to the extreme, the tractor sometimes ran the Suburban battery dead. But Dad refused to buy a battery charger. Instead, we put the dead battery back in the Suburban get the vehicle rolling downhill and then pop the clutch to start the Suburban's engine and then let the Suburban's engine generator recharge the battery. What he really wanted to do if he had more money was to go out to Arizona. Uh, Arizona is a state where there were giant aircraft boneyards. Most military aircraft World War II ended up being scrapped in Arizona. And you could buy airplanes basically for their value in scrap metal but he didn't have the money to go there. And in those days, nobody had credit cards. So if you didn't have the money, you just couldn't do it. But he still dreamed of Arizona. Uh, I called it the airplane land of milk and honey. He talked about it all the time. And dad would show me photographs of the boneyards where they were melting these airplanes down. I mean, as far as the eye can see, miles and miles of airplanes lined up, all to be melted down and uh, destroyed. Closest he got to it, uh, doing that, he bought a, a junked school bus. He bought the bus for about $100 at a salvage yard. It was a 1945 school bus made by the White Motor Company. It had the typical rust from being in Ohio. You could tell a few kids had played in that bus. It was, it was a beater. So dad was gonna make a camper out of it and like stories of West, go out West Arizona and hunt for some airplanes. But he never could get to Arizona. So the bus sat in Ohio. And then uh, a good friend of his from then had took over what had now become a magnesium plant. And he called my dad, he said, Walter, uh, I don't know what's going on here, but he was shocked. He got some really rare, unusual engines in a scrap bid. This guy, Mike the Scrap Man, said, I don't, I don't think I should scrap these engines. They, they're pretty rare engines. And so he sold a whole lot of about 10 engines to my father for like $100. Dad didn't have a truck, so what did he do? He uh, takes the school bus and gets a torch, and he cuts a seam along the rear wall to where he, there's the standard emergency exit at the back of the school bus, but he decides it's not wide enough, so he gets a torch, and he cuts the metal so he can bend the both sides of the door open to make the bus wider to fit those engines in his bus. And that's how I got those, those rare engines home, was to haul them in his school bus. So that was the first trip with the bus, getting these very, very rare engines. And uh, Dad realized, hey, I can haul stuff with this thing. Some strange things happen. And you've been listening to Wally Soplata tell the story of his father, Walter's passion, almost obsession, for airplanes. The story of the B-25 in the backyard continues here on Our American Stories.
Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. And we return to Our American Stories and the story of Walter Saplata, an eccentric airplane collector, as told by his son, Wally. When we last left off, we were learning about the motivations of Walter and the school bus he bought to take mostly unflyable, decommissioned weapons of war into his own backyard. Let's return to Wally, who's about to tell one heck of a story about the school bus's finest moment. Though Dad had gone on to become a carpenter, when he was laid off, he wasn't going to sit around and do nothing. Well, he still had contacts in the scrap metal business. He bids on a jet airplane in uh, Boston, Massachusetts, the Cutlass Jet. 
It's at a base called South Weymouth Naval Air Station. And it's a jet fighter plane that's uh, being sold for scrap. The scrap paperwork tells that its acquisition cost in Navy was in excess of $1 million. And Dad says, oh, what the heck, I probably won't win, but he, he offers a bid of $200 for the jet fighter plane. And a few weeks later, he's kind of surprised in the mail that he is the highest bidder. And he's really kind of nervous. It's 600 miles away. He has yet to haul an airplane more than about 40, 50 miles. And if he studies more and more about this jet airplane, it's quite big. It's a Navy airplane, which means it's heavy because it's going to operate from aircraft carriers. He does not have a truck, and he doesn't have a lot of money. So this is really the school bus's big story. Uh, so he drives it to the Navy base, gets there just fine. And the Navy people, of course, think, oh, he's using the bus as his camper while he stayed here to work on this jet he just purchased. Little did they know that Dad's going to do more cutting with the torch, and he plans to cut the rest of the back wall of the bus off and stuff the fuselage of this Navy jet inside the bus for its trip home. This, of course, raises the eyebrows of the civil servants working at the disposal yard. So they call in the Navy brass to say, you know, what's going on here? My dad, honestly, I remember him retelling the story when he got back that he was really afraid that they would just lock him up as a lunatic. I mean, you're going to do what? You're going to haul this jet airplane inside your school bus. It just doesn't make any sense, but he explains it. It's all I got. I mean, they even asked him some questions like, hey, uh, when's the rest of your crew coming? You know, and they, of course, expect a scrapyard crew with a... And Dad understood they kind of expected each other but a big flatbed 18-wheeler semi-truck. But he hasn't got a crew and he hasn't got the truck. He's just got the school bus. And there's another issue. Rightly so, the military has become concerned about letting go of their combat airplanes. In theory, you could buy a jet airplane and maybe sell to some foreign country that then decides to use our own weapon against us. Very valid concern. And so they came up with some rules about demilitarization about this time. They said no part of the airplane can be bigger than four feet in length. Basically, you've got to chop it up and destroy it before it leaves the base. He wants to display this jet in his kind of private museum in his backyard. And just about time he really thinks he's going to get locked up as a nutcase. So, and he's, the office, some of the senior brass come to visit with him, and he sees they've got wings on their chest. These guys are aviators. And Dad would later say, he goes, I don't know why I did it, but I took my airplane scrapbook with me. And I ran in the bus and got the scrapbook and started showing them photographs of the planes he had. The Air Race Corsair that won the 1947 Cleveland National Air Races. Another Corsair from the Akron Naval Air Station. And it turned out some of the officers had flown Corsairs. And they, oh my gosh, you've got Corsairs. A great Navy aircraft. Uh, good for you. They go, maybe this guy's really not a nutcase. He's actually got airplanes and he's displaying them. They said, what do you charge to the public? He said, I don't charge anything. People just come over and look at the planes anytime they want. And uh, I really like to save this cutlass. So they're like, well, we're, well we, don't, we don't know what to do. And then, uh, so they let Dad go look at the airplane and they're not sure whether to give the okay in any of this. They said, go ahead and start working out, look at it, see what you think. My father didn't get to go to high school, but he's a very smart man. A lot of genius inside of that man's head. So he's crawling on the plane 
And he comes back to the brass and he says, I've got an idea here. And they go, what is it? He says, well, I understand you don't want the airplane to fly again. I get that. But I want to take my torch and I'm going to cut chunks out of the wing and I'm going to hacksaw some parts out of the fuselage and I'm going to make the airplane structurally very weak. It'll be strong enough to stand up together on display in my yard. But if somebody tried to fly it, it wouldn't be able to take the stress of flight and the airplane would break up in flight. And so the officer said, well, we got some airplane mechanics on base and we'll have them inspect the airplane when you're done. And if they concur that the airplane can't fly again, then we'll let you keep it in one piece. And sure enough, when you got the airplane inspected, the, the Navy mechanics assured the officer, say, yeah, this, this, this airplane can never fly again. It, it'll, just, it'll come apart. Mr. Zapata has weakened it to the point that it's not going to fly ever. And so with that, they, they let that keep the airplane. But the next challenge, of course, the big challenge is, is getting this thing home. They advised Dad, they were worried about, besides the jet going in the bus, they said, you know, you're, it's really going to be very heavy, you know, for that school bus to carry all this weight. And Dad kind of thought about that. He said, well, that means I have to make another trip to Boston. So no. So finally, I got a photo of this, by the way, just so we don't think I'm crazy. I got photographs of this. There's a crane, I'm looking at it right now, holding up the bus, and it's being pushed inside the school bus. It doesn't exactly fit. It's, it was a, Dad cut a slot through the roof for the cable of the crane to hold the airplane up. It kept getting stuck, and uh, finally somebody got the idea to get a bulldozer and push from behind and have Dad sit in the driver's seat, hold the brakes, and block the tires and, and push the thing in with a, a bulldozer. And I said earlier that it's kind of a good thing the bus came from Ohio and, and there was a lot of rust because basically the, the body, right where the wall joins the floor, it just said, I've had enough, and it split out and it ripped apart, which caused the Navy guys to name it the Banana Bus. And his dad described it. He's in the driver's seat, and there's the sound of the bulldozer. There's screeching metal and popping and all kinds of bad sounds, and the nose is coming forward and forward, closer to him and closer to him, and it finally dawns on him. If this thing suddenly goes cockeyed one side or the other, it could crush me to death up here in the driver's seat if anything got out of alignment. But it went okay, and it's finally the, they got the thing all the way in, and the very nose of the jet is right up against the driver's seat. As they're getting ready to go, uh, Dad learns that the Navy personnel have been gambling a little bit and placing bets on whether he'll make it or not. So he's heard this going on for a couple days, and as he's about to drive away, he asks one of the guys, says, hey, uh, what's the highest bet thus far? You know, how many guys think I'll make it? And the guy laughed and said, oh, uh, nobody thinks you're going to make it. Uh, but the highest bet is 50 miles. He did make it home okay. He said, man, I should have taken their money. I, you know, they'll bet on me not making it, and I made it. But he didn't come home entirely unscathed, as he pointed out to us. He got arrested like eight times. The biggest mistake he made was to drive the school bus on the New York State Thruway. And it might have been later in Pennsylvania, he told a you know, fun story. He said a, a cop pulled him over and you know, took the sight into this airplane in the bus. And the one officer said, uh, well, I'm not going to call you into the station. And Dad goes, why not? And he goes, if I make a call to the station that I've got a guy with a, a jet airplane in a school bus, 
they'll think I'm drinking. So I'm not saying anything. And so I was surprised to hear that. But that's the story my father told. Uh, and just the whole bold uh, movement to get this jet fighter plane home under such you know uh, difficult conditions uh, gave Dad a really strong sense of confidence. Say, if I could do that, got away with a big airplane in a, in a big way. It really uh, was a turning point for him to just really get a lot of confidence that uh, you know, nothing could stop me. And it gave Walter the confidence to get bigger planes, including a B-25 bomber called Wild Cargo, that, unlike many of the other planes Walter would put in his backyard, eventually flew again. But what does Wally, his son, think about his father's obsession with all things aviation? Only in America could Walter A. Zapata, the son of penniless Czech immigrants, single-handedly accomplish so much in an obsessive mission to save historic aircraft particularly from World War II. The most stunning and sobering aspect of his collection was the fact that if he had not saved these treasures, it was all but certain that most, if not all of them, would have been cut up for scrap metal. He alone, on a shoestring budget of a carpenter raising five children, had taken on this Herculean endeavor in a way that no one before him or after him could ever hope to duplicate. And great job, as always, by Monty Montgomery on the piece. And a special thanks to Wally Saplata. And by the way, the book is The B-25 in the Backyard, and you can find it on Amazon or any place where books are sold. The story of Walter Saplata, as told by his son Wally, here on Our American Stories. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you, because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, 
At these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.